Okay, we are in the Mishnah at the beginning of the third parak. We're on Daf Yud Aleph, and we're talking about the Seder Taniyot. So the Mishnah mentioned at the beginning of the Mishnah that the uh, the order of Taniyot that we've been talking about is really about rainfall, but there are other responses to things to other things that also involve fasting. It doesn't have the same schedule of fast the way we're talking about. And we started talking about. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the crops are not growing and uh, lag times between uh, rainfall and things like that. Okay. Um, so then we, and the last thing we talked about on Ahmed Bed was uh, the idea of if one city is experiencing uh, a lack of rain, so they'll fast. But the places that are um, uh, other cities, what we'll see right now, but right now, we said, uh, I think we said at the top, that the city that's experiencing the lack of rainfall, they fast and they blow the shofar. But the surrounding cities or surrounding places, they'll fast, but they don't blow the shofar. He says it's just the opposite. They blow the shofar, but they don't fast. Okay. Also a city that has a plague or some type of mapola that's like uh, collapsing walls and things like that. Uh, the houses falling down, things like that. But um, we do. It's very similar in the line here. That city will fast and blow the shofar. The surrounding cities will only fast. Again, he says they, they don't fast, but they blow the shofar. Um, I think Rashi points out here that the idea of why do the uh, why do the surrounding cities get involved? So you might just say, well, it's very nice to also, like, participate. Rashi says, well, it's, yes, but it doesn't have to be completely selfless. Rashi says at the top, If this other city that's nearby doesn't have rain, which means they're not going to have sufficient produce, or where are they going to go to get their produce? They're going to come to our town, and there's going to be a shortage. So it's in our best interest financially to help them out also. So it may be a nice idea in general, but it's actually a practical thing as well. Okay, Ezehu Dever. So what's a plague? You know, so when we learned this Masachat, you know, more than three years ago, we said, like, whatever, some idea of a plague just seems like a weird word. But now, you know, after COVID, we kind of know what plague is. But you see, it's actually quite interesting when you think about it in terms of numbers. It's interesting. It says, like, follows. If you have a city that can produce 500 foot soldiers and you have three dead in three days, one after the other, right, three days in a row, that's called Dever. That's already called a plague, meaning like and there's an assessment of how much death is there. If there starts to be consistent death, now we're worried. Okay, and that's what will be called Dever. Less than that, it's not Dever. It could also, right, this is a whole discussion, right? There are also deaths that are unrelated to a plague sometimes. So you have to sort of know, and we're basically basing it on numbers. Okay, now the mission continues. These are things that will blow the show for, for in all situations. Rashi says, in Yeruba, Aspamia Matrim, Bebavel, Bebava Matrim, Baspania, I mean, different places, but if you, even if you see it from a different place, we're going to blow the show for over here. I guess because these things can spread, and we're very nervous of it. Nervous about it, okay? So it says as follows. Ala Shidafom, Shidafom is uh, like scorched uh, uh, gra- uh, um, grain. Bala Yarkon, also a type of like sickness for the grains, for the, for the plants. Bala Ha'arbe, locusts, right, which swarms. Those are things that can like just move along. Bala 
seals like caterpillars, also they eat up all the vegetables, all the produce. When there's a wild, the animals that are invading cities or being appearing near towns, that's bad news. Also, the sword, meaning you see like there's, um, you know, like marauding, you know, troops. That's also bad. Again, so we blow the shofar over these things because it's a makam mahalecha. It's a traveling uh, uh, danger, right? Something that, that's a, uh, right, uh, that, that's, uh, that, that's not just going to be located in one spot and can easily move other places. So we all have to be very concerned. Okay, uh, now a little story. Okay, there's a case where the uh, Zikinim and Yerushalayim went down to their cities, and they saw um, a shitafon, right, this type of, uh, I think it's called blight, you know, there's a problem with uh, grain. There was only enough to fill an oven, the mouth of an oven, which I guess you said is not so much. Nonetheless, they, they declared the Ta'anit in Ashkelon. Okay. Also, they declared Ta'anit uh, when there was a story about um, two wolves devouring two babies. I'm uh, sorry, wolves devouring two babies in Eber HaYardin. But across the Yardin, nonetheless, they still did it. Rabbi Yosei says it wasn't even the story where they, ate, they, they, they actually consumed or devoured two babies. They just saw two wolves. But like in the settlement, and seeing wolves is quite frightening. And again, so they declared a fast day for that thing. Worth pointing out, right? The Torah itself mentions that a sign of like peacetime is that you don't have wild animals, tra- wild animals traveling through your towns. And a sign of uh, of curse, right, is that you do, right? So that's what we're sort of worried about in that case. Okay. Now I will say as follows: Al elu matriim b'shabbat. These are the things you can blow the shofar even on Shabbat. Al Irshi Kifua Nochrim, a city that's surrounded by uh, non-Jews. Obviously, it means you know, like who want to hurt us. On Nahar, maybe there's a, a river that's uh, about to overflow. There's a boat that's like having trouble at sea. All these cases, right? We're sort of like warn, you know, like you know, sound the alarm. That's sort of what's happening there. Rabbi Yosef is saying, uh, yeah, it's for help, not for just crying out. This isn't just for tefillah. This is like, hey, everybody, we got to clear the town. We got to evacuate. We have to all, you know, rally together. So you got to blow the show for even on Shabbat. Shimon af al He says, even for plague. The Chachamim did not agree with that uh, with that uh, assessment. Okay. Now the Mishnah uh, also said, "Al kol uh, No, sorry, sorry. The Mishnah. It's a, it's a new point in the Mishnah. "Al kol shalotavala tibur," and any uh, um, difficult situation that we don't want to come onto the, the tibur, matriin ala will blow the shofar. Except for too much rain, meaning too much rain is a problem, but uh, we don't blow the shofar for that. Okay. Um, Okay, now we'll tell the famous story of Choni Hamagel. Okay, Masa Shamrulu Lachoni Hamagel. They said to Choni Hamagel, we'll see why it's called Hamagel in a second. He palel sheyarduk shamim. They said to him, Davin, that the rain should fall. Okay, so having a problem with the rain, they said to Choni, you take care of the problem. Amalem tzu ve'achnisu tanirei sachim v'shvil shalei moku. Says, go out and bring in all the ovens for the Pesach so they don't uh, disintegrate. Meaning, I guess they were made out of clay, and if the rain actually fell, then they would get all soaked and they could disintegrate. He was very confident in his uh, abilities to bring the rain, so he said, "Bring all these things in, and that way they'll be safe from the uh, the weather." He paleo So he davened, but the rain did not fall. 
Maasas, what did he do? And here's where his name comes from. Ag Uga, he made a circle. Ve'amad betocham, he stood inside of it. Ve'amar lefanav, he said to Hashem, Ribbono shalom, panechas amu b'neihem alai. Your children have put their faith in me. I mean, it's literally put their face on me. But it means that they're looking to me for help. Shani kim ban b'ayla I'm like a household member in your house. Nishbani b'shimcha gadol, I swear by your great name, she'aini zazmikan ashetorachem abanecha. I will not move from here until you have mercy on your children, meaning obviously to bring the rain. Hitzchilu g'shamim minatfim. So the rain started to drip. It was drizzling. Amar lokach shalti. He said, I didn't ask for that. I asked for rain that's going to fill up the cisterns and the trenches and the caves. So the rain started coming down like an anger, like really, really hard rain. I asked for like desired blessing and gift rain. Okay, the rain came down normal. So they left Yerushalayim to the Harabai, meaning they had to go up. You know, to like get away from all the rain. So they came into Cholimaga to look the same way you dive into the rain should come. Like I think we got enough now. Now you should dive it again that the rain should go away. He said, "Go out and see if the uh, the stone of the claimant the claimants has been uh, like washed away." There's a particular stone, I guess. It's kind of like a lost and found, or a place where people go like to find things. So I guess that was a very high stone. So if that's already been like washed away, then it's like too much, whatever. If not, it would be okay. Anyhow, that's the story of Chanimago. So Shalach Lo Shimon Meshatach, Shimon Meshatach, who is known as very harsh. Person, he sent a message to Choni. If you weren't Choni, I would uh, declare like excommunication for you. But what can I do to you? Okay, but what can I do for you? Because you're mitchate. Mitchate here means like uh, like to nag. You're like nagging Hashem, right? Like a person who lives in his house. You're like a kid who like you know, nags the father until he gives him what he wants, and uh, and that's what you get also. And about you, the pasuk says, "That your father and mother should be happy, and those who gave birth to you should rejoice." Meaning, you're uh, obviously Hashem really loves you, so I'm not going to get mad at you. But under normal circumstances, what you did is really chutzpahic, and it's not uh, appropriate. But what are you going to do? Uh, it, was, it worked. Okay, so that's the story of Choni Hamado, which I think we'll see back in the Gemara as well. Okay, the uh, Mishnah continues here. Uh, so let's say people are fasting, they declare a fast day, and then the rain starts to fall, like on the fast day. So what do you do? Like, do you keep fasting or do you stop the fasting? So the Mishnah tells us, If the rain falls before sunrise, then you don't complete the fast. But if the rain fell after sunrise, then you complete the fast. He says same idea, but just different uh, marker. If it falls before midday, then you don't complete, complete the fast. If it falls after midday, you do complete the fast. There's a case in Lod where they had a tanit. The rain fell before chatzot. Says go out. Rabbi Darvin says, eat, drink, and make a celebration. Right? This is wonderful. Our prayers have been answered. They went. They did the whole thing. They all rejoiced. They ate, drank, you know, everything. And in the afternoon, they they uh, gathered together and they read the Halel Hagadol, 
uh, right, the parak of Tehillim, you know, uh, which is the, all the Hodul Hashem, the Kidulam Chasto, all the Kidulam Chastos. So they read that and they always rejoiced. And that's the idea that, like, you know, when you're declared the fast, you get your prayers answered. So you're, you're, that's wonderful. Okay. Fine. Moving now into the Gemara after that very long Mishnah. The Mishnah had said, Seder Taniot Ha'ilu Hamor Birviyar Rishona. So he said that the first thing he said in the Mishnah was that this order of the Taniot is only for the first reign. Okay, but other than that, there's a different uh, sequence. There's a different sequence. Okay? So Gemara says, or Minhi, Okay, it says, or meaning we've seen that contradictory point. It says, Riviyari Shona Ushniya Lishol Shlishit Litanot. It sounds like the first Riviyya, the first time it's supposed to be rain, and then the second Riviyya passes, those are Lishol, those you ask for rain. I mean, you just, you're, you're hoping you're davening for the rain, but in a normal way. Once the third time for rain uh, 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 passes, then you fast. Then you fast. Okay, so what does it mean when the Mishnah says you uh, the the, the fasting is for the Riviyah of Rishona? It sounds like God bless you. That's really for the third Riviyah, right? You have to have a longer time before you actually institute the fast. So I'm Ravida. Ravida says, "Hachi kamar." This is what it means to say, "Seder taniot tamor imatai." When is this order of fast days? Bisman shiatzar Riviyah Rishona ushnei ushishit. Okay, it's really when the first, second, and third times for rain have passed. The leod yukshamim and the rain has not yet fallen. Aval, but But if the rain fell in the first Riviyah, and now here's where the Mishnah kind of picks up, right? And they planted, but, but, but the plants haven't grown. Or the plants have grown, but they've, they've sort of changed their appearance in a way that looks unhealthy. Then matri in the land Then we blow the show for immediately and then continue the whole thing. Okay, so that's the it's a slight adjustment to our understanding of the Mishnah. It's not that you know the whole Seder time is only for the first Riviyah. No, it's not true. It's for three. It's just that once it rained, but then you have these other problems, so the reaction is different. We're not waiting a long time when you start seeing a change in the in the plants and things like that that's unhealthy. Okay. Amar of says, It's only when we say that the, the plants are changed their appearance in a negative way, that's dafka that way. That's exactly what it means. Aval yavshu, if they dry out a little bit, lo, that's not, uh, that would not apply the, we would not apply the same uh, rules. Right, so chita, that's obvious. Nishtanu to not. The Mishnah said the word nishtanu, changed. It doesn't say anything about drying out, so why would you think that? says, de akun. Okay, now it's necessary in a case where the akun means uh, like the stalks have grown. So if the stalks start to grow, you might say, well, that's uh, okay. You might say the stalks are something significant, and therefore I wouldn't have to fast. No, that, that, that's, not, uh, that's not the case. Okay. Um, now we'll just start the next line, but then we'll really just pick it up tomorrow. Also, like, even if between, you know, the, the, the rains already fell, but now it, now it stopped for a significant time. Um, so that's, that's not, uh, we also get worried about it because, as the Mishnah said, that's a Makapa Torah. That is a uh, drought. My Makapa Torah. So what is Makapa Torah? It's a, uh, like a plague, whatever, that comes, that brings towards Batsorit. Okay? Um, and I think we'll pause there and we'll continue Bezat Hashem tomorrow.